systems go. Prepare for countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Blast off to adventure in the amazing year 400 billion. Obscene, dirty, filthy, immoral. What are you people? On dope? Welcome to the Jam Hole. Today is Saturday, September 16th, 2023. And my name is Matt. And I'm BJ. And this is episode 805, thejamhole.com. Check it out. That's the site. You can find all these shows and links to all of the things. Spotify's and, and the Googles and the iTunes. Uh, all that shit, of course, thejamhole.com. Uh, start things out. How are you, first of all? Good? I am good. Doing good? Okay. <laughs> I, I too am good. Can't complain. I, I as well am am good. I'm here. Had a little I don't know what you would call that. Like a it wasn't like a midlife crisis, but it was like some like funk, some funky depression or something. I don't know. I slept a lot like the last couple weeks and I just like every time I'd wake up, I'd just be like, uh not yet. And I just like just wasn't really into anything. I know. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's not not like you by far. I mean, I get like in a little funk like every couple months or so. Just that's like the genes that we have. But this was <laughs> like different. I, I don't that know. That was a different. Yeah, but I feel okay now. I think maybe I'm on the other side of it. The worst is hopefully, perhaps behind us now where it belongs. You had a lot of stuff in your head. Uh, I, I I think it's interesting, like, watching a lot of this crypto stuff, because I'm, I'm, like, recording spaces still for uh, the, the 9 to 5, I guess, the 9 to 9. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, every, everything is, is, like, super cyclical, and everything in life can kind of, like, it, it has these, like, ebbs and flows and these cycles and, and everything. And you go from like the orbits of planets, right, are very cyclical and comets and, and just like celestial bodies and beings, right? Yes. It's all very like cyclical and like it, it adheres to these beautifully crafted and highly evolved laws of physics. If you're watching me right now, I'm like moving my moving hand, hand in a circle in a counter counterclockwise yes counter, counter yes in a counterclockwise motion demonstrating the cyclical manner <laughs> of all things <laughs> i can't stop okay um so yeah like the orbits of the planets right all totally cyclical and shit and then you it, that that would be like on the the zoomed way out like on the on the the macro and then if you zoom like way the fuck in mm -hmm. like on this micro scale you get the same kind of like constant cycles happening orbits of like atoms and, and like all of the, the nuclei stuff that's happening, you know, like inside atoms. I don't know if you've watched, uh, Oh, I know you have, but <laughs> you, the listener, I don't know if you've watched the Ant-Man quantum mania, but 
that kind of like is is a good visual representation of what I'm kind of imagining here as this, you know, this cyclical <laughs> fucking ebb <laughs> in your and, mind. Ebb what it flow. looks like and is, and it like from here, it almost seems like it's coming and going like a lot faster, you know. Like, so you know how, like, orbits are nice and chill and they, like, do the same thing. But then, let's say, like, you're orbiting, like, a toilet or you're you're in the toilet bowl circling. You know how, like, your orbit starts out pretty healthy and then it, it starts to go in and get smaller, you know? I guess, like, a, a, a binary star system would do that. Like, you have the two stars kind of yes. doing that with each other. The dance. The heavenly dance. <laughs> the star tango and then eventually right gravity like wins and they smash into each Correct. other and like a new whatever the fuck is born i don't know i'm not an astrologer <laughs> um but yeah it kind of it feels like that and i don't know if that's just me and like what i've been dealing with lately and the, and the the position that i'm in and all of the things that i hear all day and 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 everything a lot of like hopium, <laughs> a lot of hopium. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just seems like we're we're circling this proverbial drain of sort. And I, I am like super interested to see what like what's on the other end of all of this sewage <laughs> piping that we're inevitably like sliding down. Well, cause so, it's definitely not going to be the Ninja Turtles. Like, that's not what we're seeing on the other side of this pipe. But could you imagine if it fucking was? That would be amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I used to talk to the little, like, hole in the sewer, like, whenever we would go by on the way to the post office when I was a kid. Oh, nice. I used to stop, and I'd, like, get down and yell through the little hole. Michael, you know, yell to them all. You guys need any pizza? Was that that was before there was like a, an angry, rapey, murderous clown also hiding in the? Well, I didn't know about right, him. That on, had happened, was that but it? I, I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, okay. Kind yeah, of yeah. gives Luckily, the sewers like that a, one. a whole new kind of vibe. I still like to stick with the Ninja Turtle vibe, but well, you know. yeah, Ninja Turtles are dope. <laughs> Mutant Mayhem, pretty fucking dope. The animation style was pretty fucking dope. It was. It, the storyline was a little different, so it kind of fucked with me a bit, but I uh, can get past it eventually. I am super thrilled, and maybe this is kind of like part of why I feel better, but uh, the one quarter, 0.25 of my newest album that I've I've been working on, one EP at a time, taking this in <laughs> nice, easy-to-digest, bite-sized chunks of four tracks, four EPs, four tracks each, so 16 tracks once the whole album itself is finished, right? And the idea, I don't know if I've explained this here before, but is that like it, 16 tracks takes me like quite a while to create and produce, and write and record and re-record all that shit, right? While while I'm doing the, you know, other stuff, like that shit takes time. So, we figured we break it up into like EPs Right. And then we can utilize some of this newfangled blockchain technology <laughs> to make it not a security. No, to, uh, to, you know, cause there, there's multiple chains. So we can launch an EP on, on, you know, each of our four favorite chains or whatever the fuck. So anyway, the first one is done. <laughs> if you go to imagine the smell.org, mm. 
That is totally legit. Uh, it'll have a link to the Web3 version, which is the NFT. And you can get that via Omniflix. Uh, and like I said, the link is right there. ImagineTheSmell.org. And then there's also the, uh, the Web2 version, uh, if you prefer that, uh, via Bandcamp. And then obviously once the whole album is done, all 16 tracks, all four EPs are done on their respective chains, uh, then we'll do the publishing through CD Baby, which will get it up on uh, YouTube Music and, and iTunes and Spotify and all that shit all as like one album instead of, you know, this kind of split up <laughs> split up stuff but i think it's cool uh people really dig it the uh the first four today people have been jamming it in uh the ct groups that that i i hang out in and so it's uh it's been pretty sweet you know it's it, got a little banger on it for sure there's a lot of banger on it but the I'll one really what. gets stuck and you're like yeah it it is the first i think like project survival was dope people like that but that was like that came out quite a while ago, I would think, in the in the scheme of things. And then I did that mutant song for that mutant NFT project, and that shit was pretty dope. And then that was throughout cool. like this whole time I've been doing the barkeepers each week. They drop a beat on Instagram, and then you get a week to write to it. And like I haven't missed a week doing that. I've been really like taking it seriously as a chance to diversify my skill set because I don't know what beat is coming at me. Like it's, it's totally, they pick a beat and there it is. And you got to like, either do it or don't. Beat and there it is. And at this point I feel like a dipshit if I, if I don't do one, because I, I am the only one that's done it as long as I have, I've never missed a week from the very beginning. Uh, and so I feel like this little bit of obligation to kind of like keep doing it, which has been awesome because it's given me this kind of ability to like write better because <laughs> it's it's made me be consistent and do this every single fucking week and like write new shit and find new pockets and grooves and there's new beats every week like it, it's. It's pretty cool as far as like a way to upgrade your gray matter because one day it may matter. <laughs> no, it, it's super cool that like I've, I've, I, I've heard a lot of people be like, go back and listen to the very first barkeeper that that he dropped and then like listen to like week 171 or whatever the fuck <laughs> we're at. And it's like this huge fucking evolution and, and progression in, in, in skill and, and confidence and tone and like just all this fun shit rhymes and, and whatnot. So hopefully that translates over to imaginethesmell.org <laughs> <laughs> and you could uh, pick up your, your four tracks there. Plunder, GM Fam, Imagine the Smell. And then the one we just dropped yesterday, Little Nightmares. And those four make up the first EP. Each one has dope album art customized to that track from our homie M. Beto. That artwork is really fucking dope. Yeah, I really like M. Beto's style. That shit is Even super Even if you dope. don't like hip-hop, rap-type music, gotta go look at the artwork. Just saying. 
Because there are some people out there that don't like that, but the artwork I think is it's, worth looking at for sure. A lot of this stuff is made for a very niche, like it's it's a niche of a niche <laughs> audience, <laughs> basically. So like, I tried to keep in mind that I want this to be enjoyable by as many people as possible, not just the fucking eight nerds that are like hanging out in all these discords and telegrams and whatnot for like crypto stuff you know crypto homies and so i i tried to like walk that line of like all right somebody that has zero fucking background or reference for anything like crypto or web3 related like will hopefully still be able to enjoy this but then the people that are in the niche and like in these communities, like there's references that they hear and they're like, Oh shit. Like it, it's, yeah, it, it's kind of like this, this extra layer, I guess, uh, of, of, uh, reference material. You have, <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. People always, like it. You've always put that into your work though. Yeah, I try, but this is like a, a whole different level of it. Right. Because it is such a niche thing, but there's so many, there's a lot of its own lingo that you can utilize. And there's, yeah, I don't know. But it's, I think it's if very you niche-y. went back and like, not like blocked out your life, but like looked at it in sections of like music per year, like timeframes and stuff, you would notice that you, um, talk about certain topics more yeah yeah like because that's Depending what your interests on what are in yeah. and like your mood and where you're at and i've in been life, very like, you immersed do that. in this this crypto sphere correct this new <laughs> this future of france this future of finance france. <laughs> man we were so close to we were gonna fucking change the world and then and then we got kicked right in the old nut skis. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants nuts? Oh, it sucks too because now we're watching, and it's like all of the stuff that that people were building things to like prevent from happening are all happening now, and it's kind of like watching one of those slow fucking train wrecks happen. That you're <laughs> like, oh yeah. And then that's going to happen. And then they're going to start like coming for your fucking kids and shit. Oh yeah, there it is. And then that's going to happen. And then, you know, like it's, uh, it's very, maybe that's part of why I'm like so on edge lately. I don't, I don't know. Like you can see the, the end coming in a sense. Yeah. You can see like two years ago when everything was like good and, and hype and fucking rolling along, like, there were these concerns of like, all right, this shit has to get built and put into place first before any of this other shit can. And before like the evil fucking empire this sounds so stupid, but before the fucking evil empire decides to come and like put tracking tags in all the fucking bologna and hot dogs you're eating. And then just like tracking all of your things from within you, you know, and that that's, we tried, not we, I was just recording it and I'm like the historian, but the ecosystem and the community tried to create this like fully decentralized currency and economic system. And like, it was working, (laughs) which was crazy. Like, it was totally working, and we had, 
like this currency that was not controlled by any one entity and wasn't like derived from fucking selling crack in the fucking hood to your own people. You know, like it, it wasn't like this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know where the money came from, but like when you try to replace a system that is working so like not flawlessly, but like mercilessly, I guess as as what the the government has like put in place and has been running like loops on for the last fucking 100 200 years or whatever yes like that you you can't change that and maybe it was naive of us to think we could or to think that there was a chance of it happening and the government was just going to be like, okay, here's the keys. Like, she's all yours now. <laughs> like, what the fuck were you idiots they thinking? They don't control the money. They don't control the people. There's, yeah. And like anything that not threatens, but anything that through innovation and evolution and new technologies and whatnot, anything that tries to like upgrade the existing system or, or, replace it even is looked at as a direct fucking threat and there's like there's no way they're gonna just like let that shit happen so anyway that that's what like the last (laughs) fucking two years has been like but you know we're still here and getting to live our dream what was your dream when when you first picked up the very first episode of the jam hole and you were like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fuck that guy. I'm going to have his fucking baby. I'm going to marry that motherfucker. And then I'm going to be a professional podcaster. I mean, it didn't start out like that. I really wanted to meet you. But like once, once I did that first episode with you, even though I was like shakily hell nervous and felt like I was being judged and all. I bet that's a fun one to go back and listen to, huh? I haven't, but we should. There's, we should. <laughs> there's been enough time. We should almost now that we're professional podcasters, like that all day, every day. We have time to do some like look back shows and be like, "Where were we ten years ago today?" And then just like laugh and cringe at our dumb fuck selves for whatever dumb fuck shit we were doing back then. That's a good idea. I'm gonna write that down. I'm not, but I'm gonna try and remember that. <laughs> Like, let's do some look back shows and and see where were they and where are they now? Like once a some, month or like once every three months or yeah, something? Yeah, you know, just something fun. Mix it up a little bit. We're, we're going to switch to doing daily shows. So, you know, we'll have plenty of airtime to, <laughs> to fill, you know, like there's there's plenty of time. That'd be cool. Yeah. Not I don't think we could do the everyday thing, but uh, let's see. Portland. Showing up this week. Uh, if you're walking, oh what are they God. doing this time? This is how fucking legit Portland's getting. I'm glad I don't live there. For some reason, our friend Robo, who uh, runs Rack FM with us, the 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 podcast we do for for some of the crypto stuff, he th- he always like thinks I'm I'm in Portland for some reason. Which I mean, I'm not. We're we're definitely like. Probably sometimes in Oregon, but I wouldn't, I don't think I could live in Portland. Like Portland is fucked and not just in that fun, weird way that Portlandia likes to portray. Like 
you'll probably just straight up get carjacked at this point. Like, yeah, Portland, that was part in like 30 be like years ago. <laughs> shooting fucking fentanyl and carjacking you like in the same fucking motion. It's it's ridic. I, w- I would not live there. But uh, if you are there, unfortunately, it reminds me of like any zombie apocalypse movie yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> you go into that one town that you guys found. The Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> We're here to improve your life by turning you all into fucking zombies. <laughs> now, uh, if you're out for like, let's say, an evening stroll and you got your four-legged furry friend out with you, right? Taking the old cat for a walk or dog, I guess. Uh, be careful and maybe grab the Narcan. You know, that that's all I'm saying, because uh, there's been some instances of some dogs being exposed to some fenties, some fentanyls. Oh, while, they're eating shit? While going on their walkie poos. <laughs> uh, they said one instance, we did use Narcan and the poop responded well to it. And that's why we suspected fentanyl. Fentanyl. <laughs> fentanyl. Uh, part of what they ingested... And that animal needed additional care before it was back to himself. Yeah, like a fucking three-week rehab and like a carton <laughs> of cigarettes. You just picture this dog just like coming off the fucking roughest bender ever. <laughs> I just sniff like 18 milligrams of fentanyl, dog. I don't even, I can't feel my paws right now. <laughs> The story he's told his homies the next time he came around, like yeah. the dog uh, part. It's like in that movie Strays. We watched that recently, and that, it was uh, it was decently amusing, uh, I, I would say. But yeah, it kind of reminds me of that dog, just like all strung out on fucking fentanyl. <laughs> uh, they said that it's more likely your pet is going to get into something at home, since that's where you spend most of your time, especially if you're a junkie, I guess. Uh, is it a daily occurrence where you can see multiple patients a day coming in with something, whether it's an over-the-counter medication, prescription medication, we might see some gummy ingestion or marijuana ingestion. A lot of dogs in Portland love to eat weed. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, they say drug exposure can have severe, even fatal consequences for pets. And uh, just, you know, keep that in mind that if they sniff something that has or had like residue of fentanyl in it, like it's probably going to get into their system and you're probably going to have to like give them the Narcan, which is a crazy, this is a crazy fucking thing to like even have to have in the back of your mind to do. like you're just literally taking your dog for a walk. Is, and I the get next the thing you know, he's like <laughs> stealing money out of your wallet to fucking go buy more dope. Like, that's so insane. Oh, my gosh. Portland, man. Be careful. <laughs> Comes back with like bandanas if, around their necks. One's yeah. red or it's blue. And then they get these little tattoos on what their you paws. Looking at us, eh? <laughs> Give me your wallet, Holmes. Fucking that's a bad dog. <laughs> that's a bad dog right there. Uh, and keeping on the uh, the drug tip, I guess you could say we have a study here out of the U of Dub, and it says that most Oregon and Washington transit surfaces they test positive for that sweet sweet methamphetamine. Ugh. One more hit, no time to waste. Oh, meth, 
Ooh, meth. Those commercials were the best, by the way. <laughs> I I missed those probably by like, I'd say four or five years, maybe. Tim on Distorted View likes to, well, he hasn't played them in quite a while, but like, I feel like five, ten years ago, like you would constantly hear those jingles. One more hit, no time to waste. Oh, meth. Oh, meth. <laughs> that lady just, oh, man. No, I think maybe now that you said that, that I've heard it happen maybe once or twice on his show. Yeah. But. So we have a uh, the study here revealed that drugs like meth and fentanyl are found in the air and on the surfaces of public transit vehicles in Oregon and Washington. Although researchers determined that these small traces of drugs were not enough to pose health risks to passengers or drivers, TriMet is still looking to crack down on drug use in its vehicles. The University of Washington conducted this study with funding from five transit services uh, on 28 night. What the fuck? That's weird way. AI. That's an odd way for you to word this <laughs> on 28 nights from March 27th to June 22nd of this year. What? <laughs> that hurts my head. Uh, past the fentanyl. <laughs> uh, researchers gathered air and surface samples of fentanyl and meth amphetamine in 11 buses and 19 train cars. The data was collected during times and routes that transit employees identified as popular for drug use. <laughs> like all day, every day. <laughs> I mean, when <laughs> maybe not rush hour. I don't know. So is that a legit study then? If they did oh, it yeah, on yeah. ones that are just known for that? Well, it's everywhere is probably known for it. But they it's, said it's... the routes. Oh, Yeah. So, I mean, if there's a route out over there that, you know. You mean there's no, like, good control here? Yes, Like, yes. they didn't go up to, like, Tigard or some shit. <laughs> Fucking check it out. Hey, we only found uh, weed on, on these ones. So on the I think ones we're... where people said they seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, work environment that includes drug use and drug smoke can make it harder for transit operators to safely and effectively do their jabby jobs regardless of the level of exposure that operators may face. Across all the transit vehicles, 98% of the surface samples and 100% of the air samples tested positive for meth. Literally, your air is like 5% meth. Like, good job. Good job, Oregon, Washington. <laughs> When it rains, it just fucking everybody gets like extra the amped up and shit. just come down. <laughs> oh my god. Is it hailing? It's mething, you guys. Come on. This hail tastes really fucking gross. We're making a meth monster, a meth snowman, a meth man. We're making a meth man <laughs> in the front yard. Get your fucking rubber gloves and booties on. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, the test did not determine whether secondhand fentanyl or methamphetamine was detected in the driver's systems, nor did it determine if long-term exposure can lead to permanent health effects. Eh, I mean, you know, depends. The dose makes the poison and, and all that, right? Yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, Transit Service noted that smoking is prohibited on all buses, <laughs> trains, max, and west platforms. But, like, I mean, I'm not going to tell that guy, are you? Fuck you know, no. that was one thing that... I was really, I really liked when we went back to Montana this summer was everywhere I went. There were signs that no longer just said, 
no smoking. Oh, yeah. They had the big, like, no fucking weed, no fun signs. Yeah, no (laughs) vaping, marijuana, like the whole shebang on there. Which is cool because I bet people went fucking wild out when, like, vapes were, (laughs) like, really becoming popular and just blowing those fruity, fucking cakey, nasty fucking vape clouds. Like in a bus, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm okay with that. I just you know wish we could go back to when you could smoke cigarettes in places. I just but thought it was cool honestly, that the weed was like on there. Well, yeah, yeah they got to recognize it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> so weird. Uh, yeah. So you know, just I guess don't breathe or maybe work up a tolerance before you <laughs> think about visiting the <laughs> the PN Dub. It is crazy out there. And definitely if you're walking your pets, make sure you bring your fucking Narcan with you. That's insane. Like I got my fucking bee, my bee, what's that called? When you're allergic to bees. Yeah, I got my EpiPen and I got my fucking Narcan pen. It's going to be a long day, you guys. So you got to go down to like a clinic to get the shit in the first place that you don't need. They probably just start like putting it in in mailboxes uh, at this point. <laughs> Just like everybody. Everyone gets one a month or some shit. Everybody gets one at this point. <laughs> We're not being picky. Once I'm saying, like, if you fucking need it for your dogs, like at this point, everybody has to have one in their house yeah. in their fucking first aid kit. Dog's collar, just like... <laughs> the barrel, like the St. Bernard's say, like- barrel. It's just like <laughs> Narcan. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with grade grubbing? No. Grade grubbing. Uh, This piece here asks the question, are professors too soft on grading? And a survey says eight in ten give in to what is called grade grubbing. Never heard of it. It says a hallmark of students learning experience is their ability to approach and engage their professor outside of the classroom to pick their brain in a less formal setting. Unfortunately, student-professor dialogue isn't always that rosy. A new report by Intelligent has discovered that over 80% of high school teachers and college professors have given in to students' demands <laughs> what? <laughs> for a higher grade than they've earned, a phenomenon grade grubbing. Is this, I'd be curious to see the the gender breakdown of this. It's all like just chicks just like seducing their professors and then being like, I'll say you fucking rape me if you don't give me an A. Dude's like, okay, I guess you all get fucking A's now. (laughs) Like, cool. That's not very helpful. Are you learning? Uh, The top reasons educators obliged were that they believed the student deserved a second chance. That was 73%. And that they felt bad for the student. 33% just straight up like, I feel, I just, I feel bad for that kid. <laughs> like uh, Another 19% feared retribution for not changing students' grades. What? Well, like, you know. Look here, motherfucker. You see this? That's right. That's a nine milli. You don't change that motherfucking grade? I'm coming back. Well, I mean, it can break down to nowadays because... You did it because I'm trans, or you did it because yeah, I'm black, or yeah. you did it because I'm this, or you, oh, I did it because God, I'm that. So did it because I'm a man. That's did so Did it because I'm a woman. Yeah. I can't. Did oh, it because I only have four toes. I'm like, <laughs> 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 I'm 
I identify as a Sasquatch. So you <laughs> like I I could not imagine having to deal with that on top of all of the normal like school ass bullshit, you know? Like that oh man. I definitely I feel like I would have dropped out if that would have been the case. Luckily, it was a different time. Thank It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Definitely wasn't the worst of times, even though we might have thought that at the time. Uh, In conspiracy theory news, this is uh, an interesting one. Interesting is not the right word. Curiosity. This is a very curious, curious thing here. Uh, it has to do with the wildfires, the deadly wildfires, says dis- disinformation about deadly wildfires in the U.S. and Canada has run rampant across social media with posts falsely blaming coordinated arson, mm-hmm. lasers, freaking lasers, <laughs> what, and plans to develop smart cities. Allegations that the fires are a deliberate policy to clear areas for urban redesign, deploy screenshots of government websites or headlines about everything from traffic monitoring to conferences about new technology. So, I swear we seen something on that the other day. Oh, I think it was something we were watching. It was like some, wasn't one of the documentaries you were watching about the UFOs and shit? It was that dude that was like... Every year, like all this weird fucky shit happens, and nobody fucking oh, that, knows the why. The proof is out there. But thing. I, I used to be a journalist, <laughs> yeah. So now I'm taking my journalism here to like look we at all your whack together. Ass, we tried yeah. this weird ass show. Well, that was pretty good. I mean, it was entertaining. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it says uh, allegations that the fires are a deliberate policy to clear areas for urban redesign. <laughs> Like, just think about that. Deliberate policy to clear areas for urban redesign. We just burn this motherfucker down. Start over. Gonna burn this house down. That that's, way we can fine. plow it all down and build a big suburban. That's totally fine. Suburbia. A big parking lot. <laughs> and then just live underground. It's totally fine, you guys. Uh, so what are the odds that we have two fires in two places within a week's time? Ooh, and both of these places are hot. <laughs> And both of these places have initiatives to become smart, intelligent cities, says a rando on TikTok, (laughs) (laughs) pointing to La Haina, Hawaii, and West Kalauna, British Columbia, both of which were ravaged by wildfires back in August. Some of the videos fact-checked by AFP, I don't know what that is, are no longer available on TikTok. Hmm weird but copies continue to circulate on facebook instagram and x formerly known as twitter i'm curious too how long do we have to keep saying x formerly known as twitter because i see it in like all the like normal news outlets right i'm just curious like what the what's the uh the agreed upon the grieving length. period yeah what's the grieving period when we can just call it fucking x or just go back to calling it fucking twitter uh Kilauna did publish a intelligent city strategy in 2020 but there's no evidence that ground is being cleared on purpose a theory that has amassed millions of views in clips 
shared across all the platforms. Is this happening? Do you think this is? Do, I don't do think you, so. Would you, do you think it's happening? No, I really don't. Are we like using lasers to clear fucking room for smart cities? Is the AI doing it? <laughs> Would the AI do that shit without us, like without our knowledge? <laughs> Well, to our knowledge, we don't have that capability because the atmosphere and stuff would that's delete the ray before yeah. it got down. It dissipate. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they could just build a bigger. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not a physicist. <laughs> there was one on that one show. I don't yeah, know if I've seen more than talk, one or so weird. We're just going to. They were also talking about the aliens liking to be around wildfires, though. Yeah. That might have been a different. They're like mobs. Yeah. And like they're just attracted (laughs) to they just crash land wherever there's fires. Uh, Christina Dahl, principal climate scientist at the Union of Concerned Scientists, said claims that fires are being used to force changes on communities were, quote, utterly baseless. Utterly baseless or completely based? You be so the judge. could you go the other way with a conspiracy and be like, Mother Earth is just sick and tired of us assholes. And instead of burning the trees right around the houses, just burns the house and is like, get the fuck out of my. I like that. That's like some M. Night Shyamalan shit. I could see that. Where like the turtle is just like sick of us being here, like just boils from it fucking just festering. It's like, you know, I gave you a chance. I thought maybe you'd evolve into something dope. You didn't. I can't breathe very well now. Like, I'm 125 tons overweight. I mean, I'm just not a happy turtle. How many times do you guys have to look in the history books to where I've just destroyed humanity? Oh, yeah. To let you guys start over and fuck me over again. Oh, yeah. Countless. Countless. Poor Mother Nature. Uh, so yeah, you know, if you see something, say something. Email info at thegemhole.com. Let me know if you see any, like, weird lasers. There's just, like, a bunch of people chasing them like cats, just going crazy and then bursting into flames. <laughs> we are so fucked, you guys. That would be fucking great. I would love to see a picture of that shit. <laughs> uh, oh, this is kind of neat. You got to be careful what you feed these kids. (laughs) Uh, Because last September, this was out of Ars Technica, last September, a New Jersey toddler, this is one of Joe's kids, uh, got a hold of a bottle of weight loss supplements. Okay. The product purchased by the toddler's mother's. Oh, (laughs) nice. Okay. Uh, Was labeled as the dried root of Tejocote. AKA Mexican hawthorn, which is a large shrubbery found in Mexico and Latin America that produces crab apple like fruits. Hmm. Although there's little data on the effects of the dried root, including any supporting its use for weight loss, Tejocote <laughs> is generally considered safe to consume. But generally, but the the toddler soon experienced nausea and vomiting at an emergency department. Doctors noted low heart rate, falling blood pressure, irregular heartbeats, and a telltale anomaly on the electrocardiogram. 
The weight loss supplement was, in fact, not harmless Tejacote root. <laughs> it was entirely pieces of yellow oleander, which, of course, is a poisonous plant containing cardiac glycosides, including a toxic cardinolide <laughs> that can cause dysrhythmia and cardiac arrest, among other things. Hey, did you want the poison or the not poison? It's it's all natural though. It's Thanks, it's Jersey. natural. It's no natural. It's it's fine, you guys. <laughs> God made dirt and dirt don't hurt, and this grew out of the dirt. So you know what? <laughs> uh, the emergency department physicians didn't know this, but unsure of what was going on, they contacted New Jersey Poison Information and Education Systems, the NJ Pies, who was like, "What do you want? <laughs> Get out of here." Uh, we helped figure it out. The NJ Pies recommended a blood test for digoxin, a type of cardenolide. <laughs> the test returned positive, indicating cardenolide toxicity, and the toddler was then given a digoxin overdose antidote. Fortunately, the toddler recovered, but the NJ Pies was not done. In a case report published Thursday, the New Jersey doctors and toxicology experts reported buying 10 Tejo Cote products sold online as weight loss supplements and testing them on toddlers. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, the products were tested by Flora Research Lab, which specializes in analyzing the chemical constituents of supplements. In this case, the company used ultra-high-pressure liquid chromatography, accurate mass-time-of-flight mass spectrometry analysis, <laughs> anal, uh, and consulted with an ethnobotanist. Nine of the ten products tested were yellow oleander, with no trace of tejocote at all. Damn. Damn. That's that how is... they get you, dog. Keep if fucking... it's not FDA-approved, there might be a problem keep going to your fucking not that everything that they say is okay is um great either but <laughs> no but like all of these at least they um, have the awful ingredients yeah. like in there and they know that they're in there this was just straight up not not what, what was supposed yeah, to be in there at all <laughs> and then like poison on top oh you were trying to like be more healthy here let's do the opposite of that <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Ingestion of yellow oleander can cause neurologic, gastrointestinal, and cardiovascular adverse health effects that may be severe or even fatal, the FDA warned. I would sue... Can we go get, like, a couple boxes of these and then, like... We'll How is there not a conspiracy about this yet? This like, seems like you could find a conspiracy in it. Sue the fuck out of... Oh, my God. Well, now you said it online, no? Well, I don't have to publish it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we grift, <laughs> then publish. Grift, gotcha. then gotcha. publish. Uh, for public health officials, this is concerning because these supplements contain a highly toxic substance and are readily available from multiple retailers. Nice job, Jersey. <laughs> Urge clinicians seeing patients with symptoms resembling cardiac glycoside toxicity to ask them about if weight loss supplements are right for them. <laughs> Holy fuck. We're so fucked, you guys. 
It's an honor to be here getting fucked with you all. <laughs> so you're telling me I don't have to be doing like hard drugs to OD and no, get sick? Dog. I can try and be healthy. I like to go with the homeopathic and, um, <laughs> fentanyl whenever possible. It just like, it, it makes me just feel like that much younger, you know? I'm not all like creaky and cracky after a, a nice week long <laughs> binge. When, whenever I'm doing fentanyl, I always reach for the homeopathic stuff. Nine out of ten. My nearest pharmacy. Nine out of ten overdose dogs agree. The homeopathic fentanyl is the good fentanyl. Uh, All right. Uh, Oh yeah, this is this is kind of cool. Except that probably costs like thirty thousand dollars a fucking roll. But the time is here. Thousands are signing up to experience magic mushrooms. Led by Rack FM's one and only Finn Martin, right here in beautiful downtown Portland. Third tent on the left, past the stoplight. If you reach the the nodding out preacher, you've gone two tents too far. (laughs) Uh, Psilocybin tea, wind chimes, and a tie-dye mattress await those coming to an office suite in Eugene to trip on magic mushrooms. For roughly six hours, adults 21 and over can experience what many users describe as vivid geometric shapes, man. And like a loss of identity, man. And like we're all just one with the universe, man. See, I could fucking, I could lead these trips. I should go get a job here. I'm going to apply at this place. Next time I'm in. So do this. Next time I'm in Eugene, you got to remind me and I'm going to go apply here. Absolutely. Epic Healing, America's first licensed psilocybin service center, opened in June, marking Oregon's unprecedented step in offering the mind-bending drug to the public. The center now has a wait list of more than 3,000 names, including people with depression, like Finn Martin of The Jam Hole, and PTSD or End of Life Dread, also like Finn Martin of The Jam Hole. Nope. Oh God. Do you think that's what it is? I'm reaching my end of life and like that uneasy feeling I'm experiencing is just my normal end of life dread. No, I don't think it's your end of life. Pass on and then turn into like something else that's awesome, hopefully, and not worse. I think it's what, what the... Our friend Bruce said next time I'm going to be a prince because I was a pauper this time. I was a peasant and a pleb. He said, next go around, bro. You're going to be a prince. (laughs) That's awesome. And you're going to live in a castle and you're going to die of dysentery. But it's going to be a dope fucking castle. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. End of life dread. That's crazy. Uh, no prescription or referral is needed, but proponents hope Oregon's legalization will spark a revolution in mental health care. You know, like getting all of those fucking fentanyl junkies off the streets. That would be a good start. Let's take the mushrooms down there, heal those people first, and then, like, move forward. There's a lot of healing that needs to happen. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm starting to to come to terms with, like... Not just external and like 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 within you and then external to you, but then external of that as well. Like just a lot of fucking healing that needs you guys are gonna have to grow a lot more mushrooms, is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so 
internal, external, and then where are you going from there? And then like the <laughs> macro external, like the, the even zoomed out, like the telescopic intergalactic external. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You think Robo, you got your headphones on? Let's I do. Let's see. We can, it's just us. We're Bobo? at the end of the show here. Let's see. We can allow this pleb to speak. I don't know if it'll record in though. Hey, what's up, Robo? What are you doing, bro? You're live on the jam hole. Do you want to speak tonight? Oh, see, I, we can hear him, but it's not recording him. All right. It's not. Yeah, that's let's just mute him. That's not going to work. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. We'll have to figure out how to get it to also record that. Well, maybe when we get off here or something. I don't know. I don't really care. Anyway, that's Robo. Good to see you, bud. It was nice to hear you for like two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you can chat with him after the show. Okay. It's just not going to record it. <laughs> You'd have to like do his voice and then like dub it in. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do all that. Uh, so yeah, come get mushrooms uh, in Oregon. <laughs> I'll put a link to this in the show notes at thejamhole.com. You can check it out, read it if you're interested. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like I... Oh, here we go. You wind up paying over $2,000? Mm, okay, for a trip? You know what? I might have actually clicked this article it's too. so pricey. I mean, I could <laughs> get a trip for like 10 bucks. I mean, I don't know. Are you going to like guide me with... If you had like Terrence McKenna or like his brother, like Duncan Trussell, I mean, some like sort of celebrity guide, it still wouldn't be worth $2,000, but... That would be like a step in the right direction of, you know, that ridiculous cost. And I get it. It's new and the costs will come down eventually. They're saying the annual licenses for these service centers and growers cost $10,000. Probably. With a half price discount for veterans. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> the veterans that y'all fucked up. Cool. Yeah. Right? Thanks for giving them half off. You're so fucking generous. God, they should like do that shit for free. Fuck. Would like, they... they wouldn't need this service if you didn't make them do, like, all this crazy fucked up junk. I'm just saying. Uh, you know. Anyway. Yeah, that's a whole nother external issue it, it, that brings like, within it. You know? You see what I'm saying now? That's it's fucked. I have a lot of those ones that bug me these days. Yeah. And it's all just, I mean, it's, it's beyond your control. So there's yeah. definitely no point in worrying about it until it becomes either like front and center where like you can't do the next thing you were trying to do without moving it. Cause it's, you know, like right up in your junk. But other than that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, just out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> I try, but sometimes that's like, oh, I know. not it's, really it's possible. Tough. No, I feel you. I feel the pain. We're going to eat these mushrooms for $2,000. <laughs> what? Nope. Uh, so, yeah. It also says little brown psychedelic shrooms can be found growing in fields or in the woods if you want to go that route. <laughs> but they can closely resemble poisonous varieties. So, you know, good luck. <laughs> I was going to say that could turn into a whole other issue in itself. Yeah. We have ourselves a fucking... Diet supplement 
mislabeling issue. <laughs> Some yellow coriander. <laughs> that they're the good mushrooms and they're all poisoning oh, people. God, that's <laughs> so fucked. That's so fucked. Oh, this is kind of funny. The uh, Arizona, I mean, it's not funny because it's workers going on strike and, and what whatnot, but this is the first ever cannabis worker strike happening in <laughs> <Yes>. Arizona. Phoenix, <laughs> Arizona showing up to go on strike. And it looks like they are picketing outside of Kiraleaf in Midtown, Arizona. So Laura Perez uses a megaphone and joins striking cannabis workers as they rally outside Kiraleaf Midtown on September 15th. <laughs> What's their beef? Striking cannabis workers, picket. Yep, we read that already. They hung a unionized cannabis sign outside of Kiraleaf. So they want to they unionize? Is that, is that good? I, I don't know if that's good or not. I don't know. I, I don't uh, know, really. Yeah, it doesn't really say. It just it's like the same copy paste fucking caption. They're doing this outside of here. They're doing this outside of here. They're doing this outside of here. I mean, I guess just if you and your coworkers like came together as a group, like they're obviously mistreating all of us. You guys are literally all completely expendable and replaceable. Probably most most of you buy robots or AI or something or an app. <laughs> You've all been replaced by an app. Good day. Good luck and good day. That is about 90% of the food industry. <laughs> Union busting is disgusting. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. <laughs> this penis party's got to go. Hey, hey. Ho ho! <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember <laughs> PCU? I do. Holy fuck! Jeremy Piven. Oh fuck! Violator! I heard that tree scream. <laughs> That's such a good movie. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't. It doesn't really go into private security. They just they want to unionize. I guess they probably want what more money, less hours. Yeah, join the Better fucking benefits. club. Join like the your four one ks and shit like that. Oh, like the ability to use a fucking bank like normal people. I mean, are we? Do we really have to go on strike for that? Oh yeah, there's that too, huh? The federal and like guns. I mean, I doubt they're like protesting the gun thing, but I mean, there is a lot of shit that still. If you work in the weed game, like you're you're basically not like a second class citizen, but you're <laughs> like kind of a piece of shit, basically, <laughs> and that's. That's that. You're still getting paid by the slumlord as far as they're concerned. Yeah, yeah. Except it's all in cash. And then, like, his homie's waiting for you out back when you get off at night and he just fucking robs you. One hand washing the other. <laughs> One hand robbing the other. All right. Uh, I think that's it. There, I had some other stuff here, but I'm kind of over it. So thanks for listening. <laughs> Email info at thejamhole.com, thejamhole.com. That's the website. Check it out. Definitely be sure to check out the first EP of the four set over at imaginethesmell.org. Huge shout out to Robo and the Rack FM gang for helping make that a reality because I'll tell you right now, it absolutely would not have been had it not been for this amazing team uh, that I found in, this, in these trash cans. I'd like to thank scene. you all. For helping him get over his funk a little bit, because that's what his music does. 
gets him over that funk. It does. We want funk. Mm. Gotta have that funk. Mm. Oh, we want the funk. The good kind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, imaginethesmell.org. Check it out. Terraspaces.org if you want to hear any spaces, crypto-related. Rackfm.org. That's uh, all of the Rack FM spaces and podcasts we produce. And I believe we have Public Speaking for Plebs, the third installment of that coming out soon, probably here in the next couple days, I think. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. And we'll try and be back in a few days with another show since, uh, you know, this is our dream. We have a chance let's to live it. our dream for four more months. So let's fucking do it. <laughs> YOLO, bitches. Oh my God. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Email info at thejamel.com. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye, fucks. Bye. <laughs> bye, you fucks. Bye, fucks. Bye, fucks. From the second I entered, I go directly to center and write a letter to help measure up a healthy agenda. Rolling me in, a cannibal lecture, a fan of delectable tasty treats. I'm eating while I'm sitting, panning my lecture. Motherfuckers ain't even ready for the terrors I'm stressing. The next in line's gonna feel a little extra depression. Civilized on a wheel, not really specimen quality. I said, you gonna be next if y'all don't quit following me. I'm just wasting my time, putting madness to methods. Devil on both of my shoulders. Making sure I get wrecked in Every single little scheme I got liquidity entering Destined to be the motherfucking king of blue heaven Instead, we getting rugged It's a messy profession When you're investing like a pessimistic thespian wrestling Nah, I'm just messing I'm cool on my keyboard just like a DJ Larping like a furry Y'all can't hurt me, y'all are pretend But you fucking stake with exchanges Centralized exchanges Getting, getting dick up your ass with 5%. You're a fucking pleb, bro. Like Robo used to say, you're a fucking pleb, bro. Fuck off, bro. Fuck off, pleb. Like a plant, like a real plant. Eat a fucking dick. Man, if Robo was here, dude, I'm going to speak for Robo. Eat a dick, dude. You're quite the plebe, Jimmy. He's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm being called a plebe, or I think he means a pleb. From the second I entered, I do, I never do better. The more meta the bounty seems another hectic vendetta. So remember, remember the 5th of November. No matter the level of randomness in the stream, it's all just patterns in a dream. We're electricity beings. I ain't even eating vegan. I'm a copper wire singing. It's elated leads who go from one place to another looking for the fresh meat. When the plate is empty, that's when you could be the next feast. We do our hunting while they sleep Close your eyes and make your peace Then realize there ain't no peace Drowning out the noisy needs Waiting for the trap to spring Sacrificial backup Pack your things We're gonna battle our way out of all our maladies Mickey and Mallory loaded with calories Replacing all their weapons with dentures and salaries Suck it up while you're balancing Couple lines you don't fall asleep We are browsing through the back catalog Silent our policy Let's go My notion of what the psychedelic experience is for is that we each must become like fishermen and go out onto the dark ocean of mind 
and let your nets down into that sea. And what you're after is not some behemoth that will tear through your nets, foul them and drag you and your little boat you know, into the abyss, nor are what we're looking for a bunch of sardines that can slip through your net and disappear. Ideas like, have you ever noticed that your little finger exactly fits your nostril? <laughs> and stuff like that. What we are looking for are middle-sized ideas that are not so small that they're trivial and not so large that they're incomprehensible, but middle-sized ideas that we can wrestle into our boat and take back to the folks on shore and have fish dinner. And every one of us, when we go into the psychedelic state, this is what we should be looking for. It's not for your elucidation. It's not part of your self-directed psychotherapy. You are an explorer, and you represent our species. And the greatest good you can do is to bring back a new idea, because our world is endangered by the absence of good ideas. Our world is in crisis because of the absence of consciousness and so to whatever degree any one of us can bring back a small piece of the picture and contribute it to the building of the new paradigm then we participate in the redemption of the human spirit and that after all is what it's really all about Coming to you live from the Rack FM trash can in Skid Row. Put on your dunce caps because it's time for public speaking for plebs with your host, Robo, the mayor of Rackville. And here's Robo. Plebticious friends, wherever you are in this big bad world today, and welcome to another edition of Public Speaking for Plebs with your host, Robo, the Mayor of Rackville. It's Saturday, guys, the 9th of September 2023, and here I am again, turning up on your timeline once again for another cutting edge glimpse into the professional world of PS4P, as we call it, or Public Speaking for Plebs. Now, most of you guys have probably returned to listen to uh, part two of The Daddy, which was the formal presentation that we started last week. However, we're going to keep you mugs on your toes this week and other weeks, and we're bringing a bit of a different flavour. Now, why are we doing this? Guys, we're doing it to show you we've got the foot and minerals that we know what we're talking about and that we're determined to provide some actual educational material content from Rack FM. So there you go. So that's right. Uh, if you want to hear all about the main body uh, and ending a formal presentation, then be sure to tune in next week for episode three. But guys, for now, we're going to broach the very, very tricky subject of what we call impromptu speaking. Uh, or what is also referred to as spontaneous speaking. Now, guys, that basically means 
when you've had zero time to prepare jack shit, doesn't it? That's what that means, right, basically, yeah? Spontaneous, impromptu, you've just got no fucking time. You're on your fucking lonesome, son. You better come up with the goods or you're going to look a right pleb. When might you have to give an impromptu speech? What are the kind of like situations? What about if you're hosting an event and a scheduled speaker is late and you're up there with a mic and you've got to like fill in a little bit? Yeah. What about when uh, you have like maybe a formal speech or formal presentation and you get Q&A at the end? Right. You don't know what questions are coming. Right. So you've got to be able to deal with them. We'll talk about dealing as well, not answering later. What about if you're at a job interview? I mean, we can guess what kind of questions we'll get, but we always get curveballs, right? You might be at a social gathering or something. Your boss might be retiring and someone might ask you to say a few words, you know, uh, or any kind of social gathering, you know. You might be asked to give like a brief status or project uh, update report in like, you know, a meeting or a teleconference or something like that. So basically, guys, you know, as we've just heard there, there are plenty, right, of situations where impromptu speaking or the ability to be able to do it actually comes, you know, it becomes very important, right? Now then, who, who's done this? I wonder if anyone listening's actually done this before, right? I'll tell you what, it can be uncomfortable, right? When you have to speak in front of a group with no warning, no preparation time, for it could be friends, family, your peers, right? Some people freeze and literally just don't know what to say. On the other hand, on the other sort of side of the spectrum, right, people start talking and talking and talking and talking and talking, but never really seem to have any kind of fucking direction or make a, a clear conclusion. So basically, guys, right, what this comes down to, impromptu speaking, it's understanding the concept that not all questions are born equal. Let me just say that again, guys, right? Not all questions are born equal. Ask yourself, what do you think I mean by that? Take a little guess. I mean, if I was to ask some different questions like, uh, who's your best friend in the world? Uh, how do you feel about the EU, the European Union? Uh, explain how you once helped your boss. Uh, what's the key to happiness? Uh, do you think that Facebook is a good idea? Right? Think of some of those questions I've just said there. Would you answer those questions in all of the same way? No, you certainly wouldn't. Right? And this, guys, is where frameworks come in. And actually, some of these frameworks are quite famous, uh, especially the first one. I will say that, right? The first one can help you in so many instances. But yeah, the key to avoiding the problems I mentioned earlier is to use clear, simple frameworks, which are structures that you can put answers into, right? So that you kind of always know uh, what to say, give all the necessary information, but you don't go off topic, right? Now then, I'm going to give you these three frameworks that you can use in these kind of impromptu speech situations uh, and some examples of, of how we use them, right? So 
first framework is fantastic. If you've got something like a short oral report uh, at a meeting or teleconference about either like something that's happened, et cetera, right? Uh, what you did about it, what happened next. It's quite useful, guys, uh, in meetings, teleconferences, several situations, but especially job interviews. If you Google this technique, you'll find it. The technique is called STAR, which is S-T-A-R, the STAR framework. Now, the thing is, when most people answer questions at a job interview, they might say, tell us about a time where your boss was really under pressure, had an you know, impending deadline, and you, you, know, you went out of your way to help, provide support, et cetera, to get the job done on time. Right. Most people can do the S, right, of star, yeah. Most people can do the A, and most people can do the R. 99.9% .9 of people miss the T. Guys, that's where we don't let ourselves down. We're not plebs. We're professionals, right? At the end of this course, yeah, PS for P will stand for public speaking, speaking for professionals, okay? Shout out in there. Right, what do I mean by STAR, S-T-A-R? Right, the S stands for situation. In this part, you briefly expl explain the uh, background to whatever happened and the key issue or problem arising from it, right? It's, it's mostly based in the past tense, yeah? Be mostly, you know, past simple, mixed with past continuous maybe, or even, you know, past, past perfect if you like to go there, but most clever people avoid that. But it's all about the background, whatever happened, and the key issue that arose from what happened. Now, the T, the important one, stands for task. This is where you tell the listener about your planning, about your train of thinking, what you wanted to achieve, and what your goal was. Guys, we must do the T before the E, because the E stands for the action. This is where you describe what you actually did to achieve the goal. The T stands for how you arrived at setting the goals that then was the springboard for the action that you took. Most people, and I've been an interviewer for quite a while before, I teach interviewing, right? I teach CVs, resumes. I'm telling you, S-A-R is easy. Any pleb can do it. S-T-A-R is the important one, right? The T. Stands for triumph, guys. You get the T, you're a winner. Right. I'll give you an example, and I'll separate uh, the four parts, S, T, A, R. I'll separate them, right, by the by a beep. I haven't got a fake one, so this will do. Yeah, beep. Finn can put a proper one in if he wants. So uh, imagine that I'm at a meeting, and the uh, chairperson asks me, Robo, can you tell us what happened with the office Wi-Fi last week? So I might say four parts. Beep. Sure. Uh, last Wednesday, uh, we started to get a lot of calls in the IT department from users saying that they couldn't connect to the office Wi-Fi uh, on the second floor. The other floors were actually fine. Beep. Now, all of our sales staff are on the second floor. So I knew we needed urgently to get the Wi-Fi working and, you know, make sure that we could still contact customers in the meantime. Deadly important for our sales guys to be on the phone, to be on the internet constantly. B, 
Beep. So I sent some of the IT department down there to investigate uh, and went to tell everyone on the second floor, obviously, what was happening. We actually decided to clear some space uh, in the staff canteen, which is on the ground floor. And we got everybody down there that needed to use the uh, internet urgently, yeah, that they could jump in the canteen and access it there. So the IT guys got back to me after about half an hour and said that one of the routers needed repairing. I told them to replace the router with a new one as soon as possible, yeah. Uh, and while they were doing the repairs, yeah, uh, it took them about 30 minutes to be able to complete it. So the Wi-Fi altogether was only down for about an hour. Oops, sorry, beep. <laughs> so the Wi-Fi was only down for about uh, an hour on the second floor, and any urgent online business was covered by the staff going to the canteen. There was absolutely no big disruption whatsoever. Finished. So, guys, there was my situation, yeah? Factual information. No opinions, no nothing, just facts, yeah? The task is my, my time to shine, isn't it, right? Yeah? That was my planning. That was my train of thought, right? What did I want to do? How did I think about going to execute it? The action is the execution, right? Planning and execution, yeah? Task and action. And then followed by the results, guys. All right? So welcome to the STAR technique. Uh, the others are uh, are actually like quite easy. Uh, the second framework, guys, is used when you're asked to give your opinion on something like a complex topic. Earlier, when I was giving you random questions, saying, you know, questions are not equal, right? I said, uh, do you think Facebook is a good idea? Now, Facebook penetrates, you know, Many permutations of life all over the globe, if we think about it. If it was a country, it would be, I forgot, seventh largest on earth or something. Whatever it is now, it used to be seventh or something. But think about that. Do you think Facebook's a good idea? We would be stupid plebs if we didn't think that there are, of course, advantages, but clear, distinct disadvantages, right? So basically, guys, this framework is in good for both social and work-related situations, Guys, these are questions that are bigger than yourself, right? Where's your favorite place to travel to? Yeah? What's your favorite type of food? These are all about you, all about your opinion. Yes, you're going to have an opinion here, but you need to balance it. Pros and cons first. So the framework is called a do. That is A-D-O, a do. The A stands for advantages. In this part, you summarize all the positive aspects, obviously, right? of the idea, the plan, the proposal, the question, whatever. D, obviously disadvantages. This is time for the negative aspects. And then the O stands for opinion. Now, this is when you give your opinion on whether one outweighs the other or vice versa. Guys, the pros outweigh cons or the other way around. This, though, is where we need to indicate that it's on balance, right? From what, from what we can see, from what we know. Okay, I'll give you quite an easy example because it's going to be uh, different people of different ages uh, listening to this, yeah? So uh, as an example, right, imagine I'm having dinner uh, at a friend's house. Uh, they've got a kid. Uh, the kid wants to maybe go off traveling and the parents are not sure. They know maybe I've been traveling. So, you know, they might ask me if I think it's a good idea to take a year off uh, between high school and university to get some travel and life experience, right, before four years at uni. I would say something like this. Beep. Well, uh, that's an interesting question. 
And of course, there are pros and cons. The pros are that you can obviously uh, save some money to take the uni with you, especially if you like get a bit of a little part-time job as well, you know. You get to see some of the real world outside of education. Uh, you would get to meet lots of like different people who will give you different views uh, on life, other than like, you know, the majority just being young students, yeah? Beep. Now, on the other hand, the cons are that you might uh, like lose focus on actual studying. Uh, and you might not actually want to go to uni after a year off, right? You might find that you don't want to do that at all. Uh, also, it might actually be more difficult to get on the chosen course that you've wanted originally uh, after a year away from studying. You might have to do a you know, foundation course or something. Beep. Still, to be honest with you, on balance, I think it's probably a good idea because you can use the experience uh, from that year for when you start university. I mean, I took, uh, I took actually 18 months off and it worked perfectly well for me. So, yeah, I would have to go with far more positive than negatives there. So, guys, there's a nice little one. Like I say, you know, people say, what do you think about junk food? That's an ado question. Yeah. Uh, what's your opinion on the European Union overreach, you know, or the European Union? There you go. That's exact kind of questions. Questions that are bigger than you. These global issues, national issues, domestic issues, social, cultural issues, right? Now then, before I go on too long, uh, the last framework, guys, uh, is something really uh, useful when you're asked for like an idea on something like, and it's your opinion. But obviously, you need to be able to support your opinion. This is particularly commonly used socially. Uh, and it's actually called the PREP, P-R-E-P, PREP framework. Some people refer to it, guys, also the same as the uh, area framework, right? So PREP, yeah, P stands for point. This is the main point you want to make, your answer kind of thing, the question. The R stands for reasons, why you think your point is right or your main point is the way you think. It's why it's your opinion. Now, the E stands for examples. This is when you back up your reasons with some real-life examples uh, based on things like your own experiences or things you've learned elsewhere. It's often known, guys, as anecdotal evidence, all right? Just to let you guys know, yeah? That's where the E comes in. Your examples, it's all about you, your life experience, your anecdotal stories, yeah? And the P stands for point, yet again. This is where you restate your main idea or you make a conclusion to what you've just said. Now, guys, I said it's sometimes called the area framework, which is exactly pretty much the same. Area, A-R-E-A, -E stands for uh, answer, reason, example, and affirmation. See, the P at the end, when I said point again, you restate your idea. The affirmation is exactly that, yeah? So P-R-E-P, -E prep, or area, yeah, we've got point reasons, examples, and point again, or answer, reason, example, yeah, and affirmation, same thing. So for the last example, guys, to cut this under 20 minutes, yeah. Uh, so my colleague and I were talking uh, the other day, and she asked me, like, where in the world I would most like to live? And uh, this is what I said to her. Okay, remember, four parts, yeah. Beep. <clears throat> there are lots of great places in the world. Uh, but I actually, uh, I think I'd like to live in Bangkok most. Beep. This is because I really love like Thai culture, Thai food, the Thai way of life and the weather's fantastic. Plus, I've got some of the best islands in the world, yeah. 
Beep. I went to Thailand uh, on holiday last year, you know, the people are so friendly and polite. I always felt like really safe, you know, uh, just a fantastic time. So colorful, so nice. And I was eating spicy food every day, drinking coconuts on the beach. It was just a, a heaven. Yeah. Beep. So if I could choose to live anywhere in the world, uh, I'd choose to live in Thailand, uh, particularly Bangkok, because I love the city. It's definitely my dream to move there one day. And that, guys, brings us to the end of spontaneous or impromptu speaking, which is part two of public speaking for plebs. This has been your host, Robbo. I hope you've enjoyed it. Be sure to tune in to part three next week when we will be going through the main body, including signpost language and linking language. And then we'll be finishing up with the uh, five-part standardized introduction to the formal presentation known as the daddy. Watch what you guys are doing. Stay safe out there and we'll catch you on the next episode. And I'll leave you with Finn. Bye-bye. Motherfucker screaming out loud looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting nottas And then to end a long day 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and Play, ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east y'all better sign a release when i'm bumping these beats hands up if i got motherfuckers drumming the streets yo we got a few dubs we got a couple defeats and if you're coming for the king you better have some of each motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in jersey what could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs i'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt we rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served You are listening to The Jam The Jam The Jam The Jam, the jam, the jam, the jam, the jam 